Hello and welcome back to Tells. Hi, Andrew. Hi, Boosie. On this episode of the podcast, we're going to start reading Andrew's mail. <laughs> we are. Yes. Because especially if it's like a letter, we don't have to show the letter, do we? Mm-hmm. Sometimes people add photos, I guess. This is my private correspondence. I don't know about this. You're already sharing your whole life on YouTube. That's a good point. So I don't know what the problem is. That's a fair point. <laughs> Shall we get started with the first piece of mail? Let's dive right in. A note from Callum from Glasgow, Scotland. He says, hello, Andrew. I qualified online for free to the main event of the PCA in the Bahamas. I somehow managed to come 38th for $25,000. Watching your YouTube channel encouraged me to critically think through how I play poker. Without your videos, I would not have qualified or cashed. I plan to use some of this money to continue playing. Hopefully, this leads to seeing you on the felt one day. $25,400. Easy game. Do you think he's confusing my videos with Doug Polk videos? Probably. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Calum, is that how you say? Callum. Callum in Glasgow, Scotland. That's awesome. Uh, congratulations. Congratulations. I'm a little jealous. I know. I would have liked to go to the Bahamas. Did we talk about the Bahamas last time, last we episode? Sure did. And how I never want to go to the PCA. You didn't say you didn't want to go. Oh, you said the online players told you. Well, yeah. The tournament never really appealed to me that much. Obviously, the Bahamas sound great. But uh, $25,000 sounds great, too. So Maybe you need to go to the Bahamas next year, yeah. PCA. That's awesome. Congratulations. I'm a little jealous, to be honest with you. <laughs> jealous of what? The 25000 or the Bahamas or both? All of it. Just going, getting after it, having a sweet score, being chuffed with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you better start playing more tournaments so you can get more chuffed with yourself. The Win has a big tournament series this weekend, don't they? Uh, $300,000 guaranteed. Wow, look at you. You're pretty tuned in to what's going on out there in the poker streets. So yeah, head on over to the win this weekend, Andrew. And then maybe you, like Callum, can win $25,000. You sound like an infomercial for poker in general. I think I would make a great infomercial reader for... <laughs> so if you're listening, anybody at the win, I am available for voiceovers. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so are you going to go and play poker at the win? This weekend? Um, I don't know. Probably not. I just... Just the idea, I guess, of tournaments. Um, Not completely sold yet. But I think I will play more tournaments this year in general. I think. What is the saying? You miss all the shots you don't take. That's true. That's a good one. So you better go out there and play some tournaments. And like Callum, you could... Bring in a big score. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'll go vlog a casual tournament here in Vegas or something. Yeah, give yourself something to do. I have absolutely nothing to do. No. Mm, Interesting. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of your writing and being written to, how about that tweet this morning? My, Mm. My tweet. Your tweet. Shall we pull up Andrew's tweet? I guess we can. You don't usually... Well, you do tweet, but none of your tweets usually make me want to type something back to you. <laughs> uh, but I figured that we could just talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. And I think I already know where this is going, by the but way. But part of the reason I didn't respond via 
Twitter is because I think you misunderstood his tweet, the Casey Neistat tweet, because think, of Twitter. I think that's possible. Casey Neistat had retweeted a tweet from Kimma Jones who says, if you love a writer, do not ask her if you can pick her brain. That's called a consultation. You may ask if she provides consultation services and what her fee is. Decide if the, that consultation is in your budget. Move forward to the PayPal link or leave her alone. Full stop. Right. So Casey, after in addition to her tweet, says this is really good advice for anybody in the creative fields. Okay, so Andrew Nimi says, this might be the first thing I disagree with Casey Neistat on, exclamation mark. I think people shouldn't be afraid to ask for help. They shouldn't be offended if they don't get a response and perhaps offer payment for a consultation in inverted commas, if they don't get one. But I answer a ton of questions and know many others do too. Okay, so basically, this I don't know who this writer is, but she's saying, you shouldn't be giving your services out for free and you shouldn't be bothering people to give you their services for free. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong? She says... That was not you... a very good buzzer sound. That was weird. No. <laughs> what is your buzzer sound? Probably like... Eh. <laughs> okay. You, well, you grew up watching the game shows, not yeah. me. If you love a writer, do not ask her if you can pick her brain okay okay this is not a specific question and i think this is the problem it's like saying to someone what should i do with my life mm -hmm. or i want to be a writer where should i start and you can ask somebody for something specific hey andrew i wrote this piece and i'm struggling with the opening can you take a look at this opening line? And if you have more time, you can read the rest of it and see if you can help me. Yeah. You need to respect people's time sure. and be specific about what you want them to do for you. You can't say, pick your brain. Okay. And that was my disagreement with your response to this situation. Because I think, because I don't think if Casey Neistat didn't want to help people, he would make videos like how to vlog like Casey Neistat or list every piece of gear that he's ever used in his description or show you how to make a vlog or tell you his life story going, mm -hmm. I went from here to here. He mm -hmm. could have just said, I'm awesome. And I am just, I was just born with this creative genius of making videos. So, would you rather have somebody ask you, Andrew? Pointed questions. I was playing this hand and I three bet, do you think this was the right line? Or I got aces and somebody bet 500 and I folded. Was that the right move with no context? Sure. But I would also rather answer questions that are more sort of like general, where people are questioning what, uh, like how to go about figuring out the next step rather than hand history questions. But maybe that's just personal choice. Okay, so yeah, maybe that is personal because it's not about, I think there's a different time and place for that type of question, right? Okay. Because you could be having or experiencing a motivational issue. And then you do need like the pep talks and the self-help books and the music and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
But if you're stuck on something in particular, you don't need somebody to tell you, just keep going. You'll get it. You'll figure it out. You need a, an exact answer, if the, if, especially if they have that answer. So you can't say, can you take a look at my business plan? Sure. So, I mean, I guess it comes down to a matter of like how much time is going to be required for you to sort of move forward from the spot that you're in and how much time is required from the person that you're asking advice from, right? Because like you're saying, if you ask someone to pick their brain, it's probably going to be like a 30 minute conversation, right? Something like that. Right. I mean, it's hard to tell from these tweets what exactly, like you said, Twitter is a little bit lacking in terms of conversation and what is meant. But it sounds like you're saying if somebody has general questions about the field or whatever. Then use Google. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, I just feel like there's no, I don't think there's like rules or whatever as far as reaching out to people these days on social media and like you're... You're allowed to ask this, but not allowed to ask that. And even if it's like an ongoing conversation that requires like some back and forth, I don't think that requires an appointment. I think it's something that you can just fire off and then sure the person might not get to it right away. But I think most people are just happy to sort of help other people. Yeah. And I don't think they are saying you shouldn't help other people Uh because who doesn't like to help other people? Right. Like that's when you feel the best out of, you know, you could make all the money in the world, but when you've helped somebody, that's when you feel the best, right? Whenever you show initiative, it's like even at a job, like if you show initiative that, okay, I've tried X, Y, and Z and I'm still stuck. Yeah. Can you help me? It's not like, I don't know what to do. So why don't you do it for me? And I think that's, they just trying to educate the space about how to put people or put yourself in the best position to get help because we all need help yeah but i don't think that you can like say okay well i'm only going to help people that are at this spot but if you're at this spot then you're on your own still that's not the issue at all (laughs) that's not the issue because say you use google yeah google or talking to your friends or your peers allows you to gather enough information so you can frame the question correctly. So you can frame a question where you're increasing the likelihood of getting an answer that will help you. Mm -hmm. But if you say, can I pick your brain? You'll be like, okay, I've been writing for three years and submitted your scripts or manuscripts to all these publishers and you haven't gotten anything back. Mm That is could be a world of problem. Like the content could be wrong for the time. The content could be bad. Right. The content could not be ready to be published. Yeah. So you're but, asking a question that is, and if I don't know you, sorry to interrupt you, I'm going to be like, Andrew, if you want this, if you really want this, you can do it. And this is what has caused the problem in the world because then people just think they can drink pop psychology Kool-Aid and get their lives in order. You definitely have a very good point. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't, I, uh, it's not really about disagreeing with you or not wanting to help people or, you know, like being on one side or another. Mm -hmm. I just think that everybody needs help. Like, 
that's why there's seven or eight billion of us because if they weren't if you didn't need help from other people then they'd just be like three people or four people and they'd live in their own little separate parts of the world and just get on with life and not need anybody else we all need other people we all need to help each other and so if you love a writer it doesn't mean that a writer that you don't adore can't help you become a better writer and that writer might be offering consulting services that writer might have written a how to write book so i might like andrew for poker but maybe another poker website is the right place for me to learn what i need to learn mhm first i think you just don't like picking people's brains and maybe that's a fault <laughs> it's probably a fault i think it's just i think it's part of it but i don't think that's all i think is maybe it's not even the concept but just the wording yeah um but i really do think that when you have a pointed question then you show that you respect the person because you've taken the time to ask one question or three questions that are really direct and then maybe they like you and then they want to help you i yeah. don't know i think it's just about respecting each other and knowing that andrew might be the one that i adore the most but he might not be the one who's information i need to move forward because then what happens if you don't respond to me then i get hurt and i get mm-hmm. discouraged and then i don't do what i need to yeah. in order to get to my goal that is what's scary to me and i think that like i have been probably the reason i'm so um passionate about this is because i am the i was a self help it was not like addicted to self help but what is like the word where you read so many self-help books you just consume everything and that never fixed my problem mm-hmm. you know like saying okay so i'm angry at andrew uh-huh. and finding radical forgiveness that is a practical step to move forward versus oh just think you just forgive them without <laughs> showing me how to forgive them okay so This is just from personal experience. It's not got nothing to do with helping people because I think it, like I like to help people, and I don't think that Kimmer Jones and Casey Neistat meant don't help people. Well, it came off that way. <laughs> so you see, I couldn't have written my uh, tweet response. It would have taken uh, many, many tweets. It would have. I would have had a thread, a tweet thread, and I don't think anybody wants to read that. Yeah, you're definitely uh make a strong point there. Um I guess like I haven't received too many questions that I haven't like made an effort to uh to answer. In one of my early vlogs, I said um that you need to be like meeting other poker players um when you're starting out your professional poker career. Right. And you need to be networking and you want to find other players that you can discuss hands with, right? So you can improve and you can also, you know, kind of discuss the games that you are playing and you want to try and find someone who's a winning player in your game or the stake above the game that you're playing. Um I mentioned you know like how do you go about doing that? How do you meet these people? Um well you say, "Hey, would it be cool like if I, you know, buy you a beer sometime?" and then 
pick your brain for a little like a half hour. Ah, or so you are pick the brain offender. <laughs> offender. <yes. laughs> and my thought was that well, yeah, poker players they like talking about poker. They like uh, talking about poker hands. There's plenty of free time available in the poker world generally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people like having a beverage at the bar to sort of decompress after a poker session sometimes, and often the conversations are about poker at the bar. Right. So it's not really that big of a stretch. But then, like, you know, um, nowadays it's like with all these, like, videos and podcasts and everything that's on my plate, um, it's tough for me to sort of, like, just step away from the table for half an hour to an hour and have a beer. There's all these people that are in the audience, you know, that heard me say that and are reaching out like occasionally, not all the time, but we'll say, hey, I'm going to be in Vegas. Um, do you think I could buy you a beer and pick your brain? And they say like exactly what I said in the video <laughs> to say. They, uh, they'll message that and they'll like use my exact phrase because that was the advice that I gave them. Right. And I had to be like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> but do you see how it would be for somebody maybe like Casey who has 7 million, 10 million people right. trying to prick, pick his brain or this lady who's a writer and has 20,000 people. Yeah, um, but then again, like if someone just messages me, I can't, it's, it's one thing to like step away and go to the bar for half an hour right? when there's, you know, like 100 people asking that. Compare that to like just sending a message with a question. And even if there's going to be, even if it's like a multi-point question and some back and forth required, I'm still going to try and answer everything. Right, but when you times your audience by what seven seventy thousand times a hundred and see no, you, there's no way. <laughs> there's no, but you also jerks? you know what the other thing is about that is you know that in our world there's the idea that if you people that can't do teach. And I think that's one of the reasons people shy away from perhaps purchasing services like that, especially in the creative space, because they have been charlatans, right? Like create a course, mm-hmm. sell online courses because you failed as a poker player or whatever. And now you're teaching people yeah. how to do that. And so from a uh, question asker's perspective, yeah, you should be wary about that. And that's why you would possibly ask somebody first before you just go around buying courses because also you can become a course-crazed person and just take courses, courses, courses and never do anything about it. Yeah. Do you think I should have a consultation fee? No. <laughs> because that you don't have the capacity. To what? To consult or do you? What do you mean capacity? Like time or what? Yeah. What are, what are you going to do? What are you going well, I mean, to give up? Everyone's got a price. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was not the intention of me say, bringing up the what conversation. If, what if we said a uh, dollar a minute for a phone call? <laughs> then people would be very clear on what the part of your brain they wanted to pick. Yeah. They'd be very clear. So should we do that? Uh, you go ahead. Favorable apparel store? No, you're not putting in the favorable <laughs> apparel store. Okay, we'll you got to set up your own website for that. Yeah. Audience, let us know if you want that. <laughs> Write to us. Tells at andrewnimi.com. Okay, good conversation. Thanks, Casey Neistat. I'm sorry. Moving on. 
How's your Bitcoin been doing this week? It's in shambles. Thanks for asking. <laughs> We're broke. We have to move back to Michigan. In with mom and dad. Oh. Did you pack yet? Mom and dad, are you listening to this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they want you back. <laughs> I don't think so. Both of us back. You're coming. Uh, nope. Uh, yep. You're <laughs> we got a podcast around here. Moving back to South Africa. Next podcast will be coming to you from the basement of mom and dad's place. Don't say that. In Michigan. Oh, no. Um, no, it's uh, my profits have been reduced greatly, but I think I'm about back to even now. It was to be expected that yeah. we would have a pullback after that huge run up in Bitcoin. I'm trying to figure out whether there's two things I'm trying to figure out personally and market wise. Mm hmm. The market-wise thing I'm trying to figure out is there's all these altcoins. I'm trying to figure out if I should be trading those in order to earn more Bitcoin or if I should be trading those, sort of investing in those as individual companies. Mm. And that sort of leads me to my second question is whether I should be trading all of these cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, or investing in them and sort of just buying and holding for the long run holding holding <laughs> as they say in the crypto streets that's a really good question well i know a lot of i know some traders i've been following people on twitter which is actually like a really good source of info i think you should write to one of the traders on twitter and ask them if you can pick their brain i did actually he didn't respond to me. <laughs> but i still like him I still follow him. I'm following every single one of his tweets. I don't know what you're laughing at. It's not funny. My feelings were very hurt that he didn't reply to me. I'm sorry. Okay, so so a lot of the Twitter, a lot of the traders that are on Twitter, um, they trade the altcoins in order to earn more bitcoins. So, like, if an altcoin um, does really well over the course of like a month. They will sell the gains and buy more Bitcoin versus, yeah, oh, well, they're Bitcoin. all trading versus Bitcoin. So that if the altcoin has grown faster than Bitcoin, they'll sell it back into Bitcoin. So now they have more Bitcoins mm. and they base their entire sort of portfolio around growing more Bitcoins. My short thought on this, okay. because I haven't given it that much thought. It's okay. We shouldn't be giving too much advice uh, on this anyway. No, we're not giving advice at all. Is that. Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> It's the same people who would be investing in the stock market. So the participants are the same. So could you use stock market principles for Bitcoin? That is still the question, especially as more and more like traders get into Bitcoin, right? So they have the futures market and all that sort of stuff. So it's becoming a lot more those participants mm -hmm. and it's not just some underground thing. Yeah. Um, so what would you do with a stock? Say you wanted to buy more Tesla. Mm -hmm. And Well, I think my strengths at the moment, if you could even consider them strengths, would be investing. So I feel like I can kind of, have, I feel like I have somewhat of an eye for things that aren't going to do well, that are going to be accepted by the public right. and kind of take off a bit. So that's obviously like an investing strategy for the long term. Um, and then like I have no sort of real idea yet what I'm doing as far as trading. 
So, so my strategy at the moment is sort of investing, but hold you on then. The guys that I'm following, they're obviously like seasoned technical analysis traders, and they know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. I'm trying to sort of watch what they're doing and learn a thing or two, but I also don't really have the time to study trading, mm-hmm. technical analysis, and all this stuff, charts, patterns. So maybe it's what's the word futile um, to sort of try and become a trader of this stuff. And I should just stick to investing in some coins that look like interesting projects. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think you could hodl until the, until you get a grasp of the trading bit. That's probably what I should do. All right. right. So we sorted all your Bitcoin problems for the week. Yes. Thank you. Moving on. Um, Check in next week when I'm rich. (laughs) Okay. So we did get a question from Dalton. Okay. Some listener feedback. All right. What's up, Dalton? Uh, Dalton says, hey, Andrew and Boosie, I've been pretty miserable at my job for the past couple of years. I work 12 hours a day, five days a week. I've been playing poker around four years, and I have been taking it pretty seriously for the last six months. Quitting my job and playing poker full time is the dream, obviously, but of course there's risk. I am married, we have no children, and I'm 27, so I do have a lot of time to rebound if I do go broke. My question is, do you think if I took a week off work and hit the grind for 10 hours a day and I was decently profitable in that week, it would be a big enough sample to justify making a living out of it? I currently study about an hour a night and play on weekends and maintain profit. Thanks for any advice. I love the podcast and the vlog. Dalton. All right, Dalton. Uh, Dalton, appreciate the enthusiasm of trying to get out there and get after it chase your dreams or at least give it a try because trying is everything i think yeah uh that being said um and i'm sorry but don't and don't let this uh crush your dreams too hard but a week is nowhere near enough um sample size nowhere even close there's like a lot of good things that you have going for yourself as far as your approach to this um young young no kids not having any kids I like how you, I like your approach to the whole risk thing. This is something that I've been thinking about lately as well. Um, In particular, like both towards like moving up in stakes as well as this like cryptocurrency stuff and firing at it a little bit. Um, Just the sort of like approach to risk and how you should be taking these risks when you're young and you can always, you'll have lots of time to recover from a risk that goes poorly those are the times where it's time to like fire you know and uh take on all that risk and give it a shot i also like that you're taking time away from the tables to study for an hour a day i think you said um that's more than like some professional poker players take which is probably sounds shocking to you but there's a lot of people that just never take time away from the tables to really think through poker and study uh whatever methods they they do they prefer so that's great a week is just way too small of a sample size anything can happen in a week you could win every session that you play that week you could lose every session you play that week both would be pretty meaningless in terms of what the long-term picture sort of holds you probably will um really enjoy that time just having a week of poker 10 hours a day 
which is actually like pretty long sessions. I know you say you work 12 hours a day currently. Playing 10 hours of poker, I'm not sure what you do. You don't say what you do here in the email, but 10 hours of poker is a long session. And if you do that five days in a row, I bet you're going to be tired. But so yeah, you're young, you're 27. Um, you'll have more energy than I do, but uh, it's still going to be pretty exhausting. All that said, what might Dalton do? So. I don't know if there's any possibility for you to possibly tone down the hours a little bit at your job. I don't know. Again, I don't know what you do 12 hours a day. Those are some long uh, work days. So it's tough to like go from that, those 12 hours, to adding poker time each day. I don't know. Like, Is that possible, you think? Like, Let's say he's up at 6, 6 a.m. at work at 7, finishes work at 7 p.m., plays poker from 7 p.m. or from 8 p.m. until midnight. He's only getting like five hours of sleep then. Yeah, and then if you're not mentally fresh, how good are the decisions going to be? Yeah, you're going to be pretty exhausted. That, so it's tough to like, the normal advice that I would give to someone is to play poker in their off hours. But I think you're working longer hours than most people are. Most people aren't working 12 hours. They might be working nine hours. And those three hours can make a pretty big difference in terms of having that extra time, whether it's like an extra hour and a half of sleep and an extra hour and a half of poker or however you want to break that up. The suggestion is to sort of like wean yourself into it. That's kind of what I did when I started playing poker. Uh, My job was slowing down. It wasn't really like by choice. Granted, I could have looked around for another job, but I instead of doing that, I put more hours into poker. And I think that's sort of the ideal way to do it is to sort of play poker, get more poker hours, um, if at all possible, tone down the work hours, but it's tough. It's not always like possible to do that. And on that subject, I think, especially if it is working in an office and if you're out and about and you have to like meet people and you're, you know, you're out in the world, then it could be a little bit more difficult. But if you are working those 12 hours in the same space for most of the day, I would ask to see if perhaps one day a week you could work from home. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you know you could do a couple of hours of work at home. And as, as long as you have a space at home that you can do the work uninterrupted, I always find that I was more productive working from home than I was in the office because then I don't have to chat to anybody or, you know, get distracted or interrupted by a call or a, uh, an, a conversation. So with trying to sort of wean the number of hours, it might be a commute thing, right? So maybe it is part of the commute that's adding to the longer workday. So just perhaps looking to find ways where you could maybe ask to work from home and you can always just ask as a trial, you yeah. know, say three months or one month or a couple of weeks. Yeah. And if it works, there's nobody who's going to say no to more productivity. Yeah. And before like anybody in the audience who's listening to this sort of like gets weirded out by us saying um, he should <laughs> decrease his, his hours, his like professional job so that he can play more poker. It's the same, I sort of like look at it the same way as someone who's like trying to start a business. Um, You know, like maybe someone is not really that happy with their job. They want to, they have an idea for a business. 
but how do you launch this business? How do you put time into it while you have a full-time job? Um, well, you have to do it in your off hours, right? You have to stay up late and you do the job while it's paying your bills and you ramp that down while you're ramping up the business as much as you can. Um, and it's going to be probably a gradual process because you need the job for income. And also remember, Dalton, that everything will take to even three times longer than you think it's going to take. Yeah. So you just have to allow yourself to be patient. Yeah. So Dalton, if there's any way that you can play poker in your off hours, um, I mean, he says he plays on the weekends, which is good. If he's thinking about doing it full time, um, I'm sure the weekends are basically his only free time at the moment. If you can just sort of like adjust that ratio more towards poker without just dumping the job all at once, that would be pretty ideal. But yeah, just to answer your question, a week is just way too short. All right. Thanks for writing in, Dalton. We really love to get questions. I don't know. I speak for myself. I really, really, really love to get questions and feedback about the podcast. Yeah. So... It's nice to uh, interact, right? Rather than just looking at my dumb face the entire time. Oh, don't say it's dumb. It's very cute and dumb. (laughs) But I think that's all we have time for. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Please send us your questions. Nobody wrote in about the dating profile. So I'm not sure what to do about that. Homework is hard, you know. So I guess nobody wants a $100 gift voucher to a restaurant. Is that what we said? Well, that's what I make up, made up. We didn't say that in the podcast. Maybe they didn't see it. Okay. So if you want a $100 gift card to a restaurant, it'll probably be a Visa card so you can go to whatever restaurant that you want. So we'll have to PayPal you the $100 then if you do not reside in these right, United States. It's $100 cash. It's $100 cash winnings. cash to write your loved one a dating profile. It's just two or three sentences on why you think they are an amazing person and would make a great partner. And the point of this was to... They can get the details in the previous podcast. Go back and listen to that. Okay. There you have it. (laughs) There you go. Thanks for having us on your podcast, listeners. Well said. Until next week. Bye.